by Greg. Macaroni in the pot. Macaroni in a pot? Macaroni in a pot. <clears throat> All right. Well, that that's quite so, the way to start. So we've we've had conversations at length about my phone and <laughs> uh, about how I feel uh, about Apple's software direction. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's going in a really good place from what I hear. Sure is. <laughs> so, so my phone decided that, you know, I don't know, phone calls don't need to work and, you know, it doesn't need to, uh, uh, you know, Siri didn't need to listen to me anymore and, you know, it was getting all weird doing stuff. So, uh, you know, I did what any reasonable person would do and I, you know, wipe the phone and start it over. Okay. Um, and when I did, uh, my phone has now decided that every time I get in the car, and only when it connects to my car, uh, it's going to start playing Cardi B. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, knowing your musical tastes, that makes perfect sense. So it's just, you know, it's uh, it's wet-ass pussy over and over again uh, <laughs> and over again, um, which I honestly, I have no issue with the song um, uh-huh. other than why the hell does my car or, well, my phone feel the need to play it every time I get in my car? <sighs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, wow. But I've, I've heard it enough times now that, uh, you know, towards, towards the end, she's like macaroni in a pot. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's my new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Fair How enough. you doing? Uh, Ma- macaroni, macaroni in a pot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really great. Um, I'm going to, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like it is that, is that, you know, if it's meant to be an analogy, am I, am I meant to be sticking my dick in boiling water? Um, is the macaroni meant to represent the size of the dick and, uh, the pot in, in it's uh-huh. just this cavernous boiling death hole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I just, I do not understand this. Uh, so you're you're going in the uh, in the uh, hot dog down a hallway um, route with that? Yeah, and I mean, well, it's Cardi B, but right I mean, uh, as as a possibility is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, who am I to say anything about her her uh, sex life um, other than you know she made a song comparing her vagina to macaroni in a pot. So, <laughs> you know, she, she may uh, need to see a doctor. Yeah, maybe. Um, Other than that, entertaining enough song. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It, it could be as innocuous as, you know, just the hot dog in a hallway thing, I guess, if you want to call that innocuous. But I, I honestly don't know uh, this you know, three and a half minute conversation is quite honestly the most exposure 
to Cardi B that I have ever had in my life. So I, I now have three and a half minutes more exposure to her than I ever have before. So, you know, th- there's that. I it, What I'm trying to say is I cannot be an expert on this subject in any way. Well, now you're just taking the fun out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I can I can try and weigh in with my opinion, but you know, I it's just you know, it is what it is. My my favorite ever. Um. So so growing up, um, uh, normally in in any other context and and talking with anybody else, I would I would be slightly embarrassed to tell this story, but you know, it's you and you know we're broadcasting to three other people so i'm not too worried about it but when i was younger uh i was a a big fan of um quote unquote professional wrestling okay um i i think as it's known now as uh sports entertainment um because i think they uh have just kind of given up on the on the whole fact that uh you know, pro wrestling isn't actually real, and they're just kind of embracing that now. Wouldn't sports entertainment be like like football? That's like, it's sport yeah. for entertainment. You, right? you would think. You would think. But wrestling, uh, that's not a sport. It, it's not, but... Um, there's, the... there's no ball. Well, I <laughs> well, guess it depends on who's wrestling and how, yeah. but... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and how many, you know, how many steroids they've taken, because quite honestly, they may not have any balls anymore. There might be no ball. Uh, So so we're right back to square one. All right, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, but in any any case, I, uh, growing up, I, I was a, a fan of wrestling through the... Um, early to mid late nineties. Okay, and this is a okay. time when there were there were two primary businesses out there. Right, there was the WWF uh, at the time before they rebranded to their sports entertainment, and then there was WCW. Right, mm-hmm. and so we're we're talking uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh... Hulk Hogan. uh, Snap into a Slim Jim. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Still Uh, the best rap album ever. (laughs) But yeah, we're talking, you know, from Andre the Giant and Jake the Snake Roberts to the Million Dollar Man all the way up through, yeah, the the Hulk Hogan era and and NWO and, and what ultimately became known as the Monday Night Wars. Right. So both of these outfits had flagship programs on Monday night, basically competing with one another in the same time slot on different channels. Right. And for several years, things really escalated. And and there was a period where uh, wrestling went from a lot of corny, over the top shit um that was really just centered around all of the male wrestlers and maybe 
Um, maybe some arm candy, right? Like Macho Man had Miss Elizabeth, right? She was gorgeous. Okay. Like, yeah, she was great, but she wasn't anything more than just, you know, uh, glorified eye candy on, you know, at, at the side of the ring and walking down with the Macho Man, right? Okay. So you you get into these Monday Night Wars and you get later into, um you know, the escalation of this and it, it's still exactly the same thing, but now in order to continue to keep the, the male audience um, dazzled with that eye candy, they started bringing in a lot more women into the fold again, not on sort of, not on any sort of equal par with the men. Right. But to include more storylines that would involve them um, and, and you know, a ton of on-screen, off-screen relationships and all of this kind of stuff, right? Okay. Um, now, arguably, from, from a, a, a friend that both you and I know, and we'll just affectionately refer to him as, as the Red Hulk, Right. Right. The Red Hulk is still very actively in this world. And so a lot of things that I have known over the last 20 years have just come from chatting with him and kind of hearing like the latest like, oh, gee, like that guy is like still involved in the wrestling world. Like I used to watch him when I was a kid. Like, you know, these guys are like pushing 60 years old. What are they still doing? Uh, turns out they blew out, you know, blew all their money or they, you know, lost it in lawsuits or whatever. Right. Sure. But at this at this sort of height, right, you had all of these like the the early really like television stars. Right. Um, because wrestling had been such a regional thing. It had been broken up. You didn't really have nationalized things until the early 80s. So you're hitting this height of kind of like uh intersport nostalgia with the originals like the Hulk Hogan's, the Macho Man's, all of this, right? And they're getting older. And then you've got this new breed of the the Stone Cold Steve Austins and the and the the Rock and you know things like that, right? And so you you've got this kind of pivotal moment and and arguably it it was to the point of where it was as popular as it ever was and it's never been at that apex yet again. See, I think you hit on exactly the problem there, though, which is nationalized wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, you're you're coming off this uh, Reaganomics boom, right? And then and then you get this nationalized wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same idiots that thought Reagan was a good idea um, yep. also, uh, you know, bought into this wrestling fad. Um, and now we have Trump as president. <laughs> see? Yeah, see, because it, it all, it just all cascades. It absolutely does. Right. And um, the, basically the, the, the trickle-down wrestleomics that uh, <laughs> were being promoted at the time was, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, this is, this is so big, you know, everywhere that, you know, it's, it's going to trickle down to everybody else. And, and every, all of the, all of the young guys and the farm systems, they're all going to benefit. And, 
you know, they're going to start making more money. The guys at the top will start making more money. Like everybody wins. Right. And, and it is, it's basically, it's just an on-screen version of this trickle down bullshit. Right. And now there's a hundred YouTube channels of idiots jumping off their roof onto, you know, picnic tables full of nails with a mega hat on. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There are, but what, what happened is exactly what happens in any attempted case of trickle-down economics, which is that it, guess what? It doesn't trickle down, right? Because the rich get richer and they continue to hold on to the money because they don't reinvest it, right? They don't, they don't help out the little guy. They get to keep more. Yeah, they get to keep more of what's at the top. And this is exactly what happened like verb like pound for pound note for note it is why WCW collapsed in on itself and they ended up getting bought out and it just went down to a monopoly of just the WWF and that was it and the the reason was because after you know several years of these Monday night wars Right? Like, who kept getting the top booking? Who kept winning the same matches and championships over and over? It was all of the veteran established guys, right? The guys that had already been there, had already been up at the top, and none of the young blood or the new superstars could ever come in and ever take over that throne, right? Because they were stuck in the middle class while. All of the other grunts who never even got their big break on TV are, you know, going around working 362 days a year, just doing small little house shows under, you know, a big name banner. Right. Oh, and and with the promise of uh, someday, someday you'll make it if you if you just work hard enough. Right. It's the American dream. You'll make it. Right. We swear. But. Yep. As is always the case, it got too completely top-heavy. It crumbled over on itself, and then there was nothing left, and Vince McMahon bought the WCW for pennies on the dollar, right? Now, all of this is a very roundabout way to getting to one of my favorite hot dog in a hallway stories of all time. <laughs> Because is this is this going to the China sex tape? No, 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 no. Nope. So during the the height of these Monday Night Wars, right? The the two companies had to continue to outdo each other, and one of the ways that the companies would try to one up each other is with the I, I guess you would call them skits right the basically the in between any wrestling matches right you have a you have an interview with a wrestler and he starts saying some some heated comments and then the guy that he's smack talking you know barges in on the interview and smashes him over the head with a chair or throws him through a plate glass window or some shit like that right, right and as it should be Right. Absolutely. And and that has been a trope that 
has been there as long as wrestling has been on TV, right? The the heated confrontation, build up the drama and the suspense. But you continue to build off that, and then you you bring in some things um, that are are built off of some potentially real life scenarios. And in this case, we're dealing with uh, one of the WWF's biggest wrestlers, Triple H, otherwise known as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. All right, and so during this time. Him and the boss's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, they start to engage in an on-screen and an off-screen relationship, right? And to this day, they are actually still married, and they're basically, like, taking over the company and running it at this point. But... Mm. At this time, in the late 90s, on screen, they are going through a, a feud, right? And they're, they're having some troubles, and they're airing it out right in the middle of the ring, right? They're, they're both—and and I don't remember exactly what led up to this. I, I want to say that, that Triple H walked in on Stephanie and some other guy— uh, getting cozy on a couch or something like that. You know, it was it was just there was something to set the wheels in motion. And then of course, you know, where where should you air your grievances but in the middle of a wrestling ring with 10,000 people in in a a stadium surrounding you, right? Cuz that makes sense. Well, yeah. So, this you know, is, I mean, you know, it's Jerry Springer, Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. uh all with guys in, you know, speedos. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, women in basically nothing more, you know, than a bikini. Um, Although at this point, she was doing less wrestling and and more just, you know, being that eye candy. But so they're airing the grievances in the middle of the ring. And Triple H is is talking about... uh, uh, what a what a douchebag this guy is, or you know how she he couldn't believe that that she would, uh, you know, um, you know, do anything with with somebody else or whatever. This is I can't believe this, and so she, uh, she mentions something about how, um. You know, well, at least, you know, at least he's able to, you know, to satisfy me, you know, with with the equipment that you've got going on there, you know, there isn't anything that you'd be able to do to make me happy. And Triple H's response to that comment is, you know what, princess, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret here. Even a 747 looks tiny when it's flying into the middle of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and this is... a killed her. It's, it's not on, like, I mean, this was on, like, I, I don't know, USA or TNT, right? It's on, like, it's one on one of the cable channels. But it's not, like, this is not some sort of, like, 
pay-per-view like restricted thing like this is just on cable at eight o'clock on a monday night and they're going with a hot dog down the hallway joke but they go so far as to oh no guess what baby it's a 747 i'm packing here but that thing looks tiny when you're flying it into the grand canyon and of course it's this big over dramatic, like, oh, oh my gosh. And the commentators are like, wow, my God. But to this day, if if I ever if I ever need anything that resembles a hot dog down the hallway comment, I got it in my back pocket. Those those words are ingrained into my head until the I, I will be I will be laying on my deathbed just inaudibly muttering to myself even a 747 looks small flying into the grand canyon i'll just i'll just be repeating that over and over because it'll be so stuck in my head um because you know whatever as a you know 13 14 year old kid that was fucking hilarious to me it was so perfect so <laughs> and it made me happy in that day um, to to be a wrestling fan and to witness that moment. I'm just I'm just picturing you know, fourteen uh, year old Ron, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting there, his hand down his pants, watching wrestling. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. stains all down the front of his trousers. Whoa. Uh, Hey, now I kept that to the inside. No, mom, I swear I spilled my yogurt. <laughs> Ew. <sighs> so yeah, Cardi B. Cardi, Cardi B. B. Yep. Yep. Good for her. That's uh, if if we ever get a if we ever get a Twitch stream going, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one of the things so that it just like. I don't know when you kill someone or whatever, it pops out and it's like macaroni in a pot. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to have to go listen to it now. I, I don't know. Maybe not, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't hate the song and, and to be honest, um, you know, uh, I, well, I don't know. Cardi B as a person or anything, but I don't, uh, you know, dislike her or her music necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of her more as like, oh, if you remember the old, uh, you know, she's not quite a quite a weird Al or something, but like the old, um, the old Billing Vol Grandma got run over by a reindeer type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like. Like, it falls more into that category. It's like rap of that category, right? Like, it's just, it's mm-hmm. so out there and outrageous that, like, how do you not just laugh at it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I've, I've never heard it described in that way. Um, but, you know, to each their own. Which, you know, to me is my favorite because you can't take yourself too seriously. No, no, you definitely can't. Um, 
And when you do, all, all, all we can do is just kind of shrug it off. So, Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's running around doing her thing, having fun. Who cares? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, again, already the, just more of a history lesson of somebody that I had no idea um, anything about before this. So this is all just knowledge for me. It's good. So in, right. in a way it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a modern history lesson is what it is. <laughs> so follow up question. Uh, does your car, and I'm, I'm going to take a guess here. Uh, your car does not have CarPlay. Is that accurate? Uh, it does not. It, it okay. no no CarPlay. Uh, it's just got the Bluetooth. I bought it actually the year before the CarPlay came out in that model. Okay, so it does. It was... But it but it's Bluetooth though. It's it's not one of these where you plug it in through the Lightning cable, um, in in order to interface with the stereo. No, no, it's uh, it's it's uh, Bluetooth. I I bought it. So when I bought it, right, uh, we were living in an apartment, and I I wanted to get something that was electric, but I uh, didn't have anywhere to be able to plug it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, my car, I was driving a really old beater at the time, and it died, and it was just time, and it was like, okay, well, you know, like we we've paid off the wife's car like you know we we have enough money now that we can you know reasonably think about getting a new car um so i went down and and i picked up a a prius um because i wanted i wanted something small if it wasn't going to be electric and i wanted it to have the like the open in the back so that i could put the dogs in yeah um and so I wound up settling on that because, you know, it's fuel efficient, it's better for the environment and whatever, because, you know, otherwise I can't preach about, like, not being a douchebag if I'm being a douchebag. So, um, you know, went, went ahead and got that. And then three months later was was when the new models came out with the CarPlay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. son of a bitch. But, you know, whatever. It's it Bluetooths and that's all that matters. Yep. Yep, except for when every time you connect, it's Cardi B. Well, so before this, when I connected, um, if and and only if um, I had my Apple Music signed in, then it would uh, just randomly pick a song. Like oh. from all of the Apple Music catalog, it would just randomly pick something. So wow. I would Not get in even... the car and I... I would never know if it was going to be Spice Girls or Slayer, you know? (laughs) Okay, it still doesn't answer the question I was going to ask, though, because I was going to say, is is it picking from something that that you have at least listened to or is on a playlist? And I know that you have both listened to and have... Spice Girls and Slayer on playlists, so <laughs> it. <laughs> it's my spicy satanic mix. Uh huh. <laughs> right. No, so have I listened to the song? Yes. Um, 
and and obviously, you know, I use my Apple Music thing for everything, so um, it makes sense that that's connected regardless of what device I've listened to it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not like downloaded or stored on the phone or in a playlist on the phone. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Tell me what you want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, um, uh, I, I had, I had another actually legit follow-up question that I have now totally blanked on. Totally blanked on. Damn. It sucks getting old. Oh no. Okay. So it, it, it wasn't actually, uh, it, it wasn't actually a question. Uh, it was a, a comment because the reason that I asked is the wife's car, uh, that we had, we we actually just recently because of this whole pandemic situation uh got rid of that car um in in order to help cut expenses and and things along that nature uh and and the fact that we are not in need of more than one car at this moment we got rid of that and so now we're just down to mine but it, which mine does have car play and you're actually not the first person that I've heard bring up this topic. A couple other podcasts I've listened to, I've, I've heard this come up before. But when getting into her car, her car, I do, I mean, that was like a, it's like a 2016 or a 2017 um vehicle so i'm sure that there was some sort of bluetooth integration which we never really bothered to figure out because she's driving it i'm not and for her to just hop in the car and plug in the cable i mean most of the time her phone is almost dead and needs to be charged anyway because she's she's one of those people that does not plug in her phone on the nightstand overnight Ah, one of those people. Yeah, one of those people, which I I partially understand because if if the kids are going to come into our room to nab a charger <coughs> to charge one of their devices, it's going to be hers, right? Mm-hmm. They they know not to touch dads. Um uh, in in the the like in the last year, I have tried to make sure much more so that, okay, this is your charger with your cable. This is your charger for your, you know, your charger for your phone with this cable. This is your charger with your iPad for this cable. This is mom's. Don't touch it. Right. And if you do, the one and only rule is that it must be back here before you go to bed for the night, right? Because otherwise there's going to be hell to pay. And so it it's gotten a lot better in the last year, but she would very frequently not charge her phone overnight. And so then for her to hop in the car and go to work or, you know, up to her parents or whatever it might happen to be in, in the, you know, the world before COVID, uh, it, it was just basically have it anyway 
But in her car, which did not have CarPlay, it recognized the phone, her phone or mine, as an iPod. Not not as a phone, right? But it, all, it would always come up on the little screen as iPod. And it would always start from the very first song in the catalog, right? Okay. And so it would start with, you know, whatever, whatever song with the letter A was in the local library of the song. Then, about a year ago, or maybe this was shortly after COVID started, I don't know. At some point, I was driving her car somewhere, and I plugged my phone in, and I noticed that it now had a new behavior, and it would start playing the very first song with an artist starting at A. So, in my case, whenever my phone would get plugged in, it would play, aha, take on me. So every time I would get into her car, and I'm like, every time. And I tried different things. Like I tried having a song queued up ahead of time. I would try like as soon as the phone would get plugged in, like I'd plug it in, it would show iPod and I'd hit play on something else. But every time, every time, every time. And, but see that I can understand, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a default sorting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that like, it may not be ideal, right? right. But it's, it, it, there's at least a logic to it. Yes. Like, Yep. Why the fuck are you just picking a random song from the iTunes catalog of a bajillion songs, right? And playing sure. it. Sure. Like, it's not even like it's something that I would, you know, a lot of times, not even something that I would listen to or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then were songs I've never heard of or, you know, have no idea what's going on. And then... And then all of a sudden after I reset it, now the behavior's changed and it's just Cardi B. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe she put like some kind of a deal together with Apple, right? Oh, you think? Default sort everything to my latest. I mean, this is Apple. And while I may consider them to be better than some other organizations out there, they're, you know, they're still in it for the money. Well, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, it, what I'm thinking here is that like this is sort of like it's it's a shadow um, it, it's a shadow scenario of the the whole U2 Songs of Innocence uh, album fiasco. They're trying to force ev- force Cardi B down everyone's throat. Right, right. Like it's, 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 <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, and and because of the backlash that they got with the whole U2 thing, and I I was even going through my iTunes library the other day um, as I was sitting here doing some work, and I I wanted something to listen to as I was working, and I'm scrolling through the iTunes library, and I'm like, what is this? You you know, because you can grab the little slider, and you can go quickly up and down, and 
I still am one of those people that has a, I have a local copy of all of my music uh, back from the time of when I ripped everything from CDs, when I would download MP3s, you know, totally legally, I swear, everything I obtained was completely legal. Of course. Of course. Um, but, you know, so I, I still have that. Now, I also have the, whatever the fuck it's called now, iCloud Music Library or whatever, right? I, I think it used to be iTunes Music Library, but now maybe it's Apple Music Library, whatever. And it syncs everything up so then that way I can have my local stuff on my remote devices. Okay. And I'm scrolling down through this list and I get down to the bottom and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I just had a big block of things that were like all in the cloud and not on device. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like scrolling back up trying to find where it was because I'd kind of breezed right past it. And then I get to the use and it's that goddamn U2 album. And I'm like, oh, of course that's what it is. Because that I don't have, that I didn't want, it still shows up as something that is in my purchase, even though I never bought that. Thank you, Apple, for giving it to me for free. I have listened to it exactly zero times. <laughs> I mean, and and the thing is, right, like, I can see it from Apple's perspective. Like, they were trying to do a nice thing, you know, like, hey, everyone have a free album. Oh, like, sure. Even if it's a garbage, you know, U2 album, have a free right. album. And and I'm, uh, I, I don't hate U2 by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like, they're fine at best, right? But but that's it. They're just, they're fine, right? Like, if, if I am somewhere where there's a radio and a U2 song comes on, like, I'm not going to tell the person to shut the fucking radio off, right? Like, I... No, it's not their problem. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, but at the same point, I have never been a YouTube fan, so I'm never going to go seek any of that out, nor am I going to give even half a shit about getting a free YouTube album, you know, compliments of Apple, right? Right. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat, right? I mean, I could care less that it's there. It doesn't really matter to me uh, that it's there. Um, you know, uh, but they, man, there were a lot of people that got really pissed off over that. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, when did that thing, let's see here. U2 album, nine, September 9th, 2014. Okay. So that is, wow. It feels, I mean, maybe, maybe it's because of the fact that, that 2020 has, has been 17 years long. But right. that fuck that fucking fiasco feels like so much longer than six years ago. But in any case, um, I probably haven't even noticed or even paid any sort of attention to to where I would see it in the last what four or five years, right? Like this just happened. To happen because I didn't I, I was in my iTunes library. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to listen to. A lot of times I'll pop in there 
and you know whether it's from the stuff that I have legally procured over the years, all of it from totally legal sources, CDs that I have purchased, or MP3s that I have legally pur- purchased, none of which have come from illegal methods, right? But I then, don't. Ha- I have no idea what LimeWire is, officer. <laughs> I don't know how that got on the computer. <laughs> but anyway, whether it's that or whether it's going into something newer in Apple Music that that I haven't purchased, um, and I'm surely not going to obtain illegally, so I'm going to go through a, a legal mean like Apple Music. But most of the time, if I'm going to listen to something music, I know what I want to listen to because otherwise it's podcasts. You know, for me... I'm listening to the next podcast on my list, or I get the uh, I get in a mood for listening to some music, and I l- want to listen to something specific. So for me to be going through the iTunes library in just the list of all songs and scrolling up and down trying to find something, it's an extremely rare occasion, right? And for me to get all the way down to the use before I find something is even more of a rare occurrence. So this is not something that by any means has been bugging me in any way. And I was, I was not super offended when Apple decided to give it to everybody free. Do I think that they could have gone many different routes to do it differently? Absolutely. Like, Hey, guess what? We'll give this songs of innocence album to anybody who wants to have it. Just go here and click this button, right? Sure. But, you know, you blast it out to everybody and you make it a part of their purchase history. It's like, okay, I understand you went for the completely easy route, but I I can understand the fuck, fuck you, Apple attitude. Well, I mean, Apple's always been, you know, they, they've always been about finding the the easiest route right for customers but uh sometimes you just you make it too easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep way too easy so it is what it is and i don't i don't have any other complaints about it un- unless i started getting into my car and plugging in and every time that i do so it starts playing Songs of Innocence. And at that point, I would be a little like, ah, what the fuck? Uh, what the fuck is going on? The actual fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in this case, uh, no. you know, but I don't, I mean, uh, you know, and, and like I said, I don't like hate Cardi B or anything. I, you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and, and, be like overly distressed by this or anything it's just it's such a weird behavior what what is the name of that song uh wet ass pussy oh oh that's the wap song okay 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 that that makes sense uh it it still doesn't make sense why that is the the one that's that's coming up again like if it was just I don't know if it was just ass pussy, right? And it started with an A. Like maybe it's the first song that starts with A. I don't know. Like, and and you had you had said this before, but to me, 
you said that the random behavior made less sense to you, and and to me, the random behavior actually makes more sense. Um, because I in in a a, a classic Apple like old school iPod just shuffle everything mode. I mean, they they made a goddamn product called the iPod Shuffle, right? The whole point was you couldn't even see what you were listening to. It was just play some shit into my ears, right? Sure, so but like, if I if I shuffle on my phone, I can shuffle a playlist. I can shuffle every song that's on my phone, but I can't shuffle every song that's on Apple Music. Sure. Sure, I get that. Um Yeah, it's um Yeah, I don't know. It it still just makes more sense to me um th- than playing some random Cardi B song, right? Cuz y- you're saying you don't have any playlists on the phone at all. No, I I have playlists on the phone, but I don't have uh Cardi B in any of those playlists on the phone. Hmm. Yeah. So that that's what seems to be the the more perplexing. And and again in a in a songs of innocence kind of way for Apple Music to just randomly pick anything out of its goddamn library to start a shuffle mix with uh that that makes like perfect sense in my head as to some dumb fuckery that Apple would perform. Um, I, I like the idea of this, you know, behind closed doors kind of shadow deal with, with Cardi B and anybody who's recently restored their phone and connects to something via Bluetooth, just play my song. Like, I, I like the idea of that, but in, in the same way that I, there is no way that I can really wrap my head around uh, Biden and the rest of the Democrats working with China to to manufacture COVID to be able to disperse it worldwide so that it would it eventually get to the U.S. and cripple the uh, the whole US infrastructure and economy and and cause shutdowns and all of this just to hurt Donald Trump's chances of reelection I can't I can't believe either one of those with any real credibility you know I'd I'd love to believe in the Cardi B thing and you know, qu- quite frankly, I I'd well, love I mean, to. Well, to me, Cardi B has far more credibility than Donald Trump or any Republican. That's 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 very true. I mean, I'm saying that, but then I'm going to find out that she's you know, someone, uh, one of our five listeners, uh, will finally decide to reveal themselves uh, by getting <laughs> pissed off and blasting me that Cardi B is a Republican. <laughs> they will come out of the shadows and just start defending Cardi B. Uh, to their dying breath, or or blasting Cardi B because you know how could we yeah, how could we be singing? Yeah, how could how we can be I support that? Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, not not a good scenario. I I too, like I mean at this point, honestly, 
I would I would love to be able to believe that Joe Biden in cahoots with all of the other major players in the Democratic Party worked in secret with the Chinese government to be able to set up a secret facility in Wuhan and manufacture this deadly virus that was capable of creating an entire global pandemic in order to not not destabilize the entire world situation, but simply for the fact of making sure, right, because this thing has to start in China, but then it has to be contagious enough and it has to be deadly enough and it has to make its way around the world and to the United States and then spread through the United States like wildfire in order to hurt Donald Trump's chances of being reelected. Yeah, I mean, to me, that sounds like the kind of thing they would accuse the Clintons of. You know, it, it I mean, totally and does. And I, I believe for Biden, in... that's just it's a stretch to me because the virus didn't come from Africa. It, OK, all right. It It is. A you know, stretch. I mean, that would make sense to me in in a in a twisted birther logic sort of way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like it originated in, in, in Nigeria. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the thing is for me, like if, if that were the case, right, what it would show is it would show that there is such unity on the democratic side that you could build up this coalition of people in the shadows that nobody is going to spoil anything ahead of time, right? Like, because in order for this thing, you know, it's it's COVID-19 because it first sprouted up in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for this to be up and operational by December of last year, There has to be months, if not years, of planning ahead of time to get to that point, right? To actually be to the point of where you could have this manufactured vaccine, or not vaccine, excuse me, this manufactured bioweapon, essentially, right? Because this is this is what the maggots on the right are claiming. And so... You're talking about a large-scale operation that is in the shadows where nobody spills the beans and says anything to the contrary, right? And you keep that hidden and you keep that under wraps, not only through December of last year when this thing starts sprouting up, but then through January, February, March, as this is starting to brew throughout Asia and then spread through Europe and make its start to make its way into the US, right? And yet you still have to be quiet about it, right? And then 
the country goes on lockdown. Well, let me take that back. The the rational parts of the country go on lockdown, right? Douchebags are still on beaches in Florida, and hicks are still having sex with their cousins in Alabama, but the, the rational parts of the country go into lockdowns. Right. Thousands upon thousands of people are dying, and yet everybody involved in this stays quiet. There isn't anybody. Now flash forward another nine months. It's been a year since this thing was first revealed, excuse me, and still there is no tangible evidence. There is nobody who has broken their silence from this pact. And you know what? If the Democrats were responsible, that would mean it's the most cohesive that this Democratic Party has been in the last 50 years, right? Like, there has been more infighting and squabbling between the factions of the Democratic Party in my lifetime than I have ever wanted to see, and more so than than Republicans ever get to, right? But yet, this absolute shit show of a party that can't even get along with itself somehow managed to come together and work on this global effort of destruction in order to just help weaken Trump's chances at reelection. It's astonishing, really. I mean, not to, you know, not to win, not to win outright, not to uh, win and, you know, by, I mean, granted, they won the the White House by a a large margin. Um, Right. But, you know, still, like, we're we're still fighting over the Senate, you know. Right. And seats were lost in the House. And it's like. Right. If, but that if, that just that's just cover, right? I mean, right, right, because you you can't you can't make it look too blatant. You you have to have it be a nail biter, or it's not going to be believable, right? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if if somebody if somebody is going to go through the actual prospects of trying to rig something that much. Right. We're we're going to get a like a Venezuelan type vote of where, uh, you know, the existing president got ninety nine percent of the vote and and the challenger got one percent. Right. Or, you know, it it's like it's, it's and Joe not... Biden wins with one hundred and thirty two percent of the vote. <laughs> exactly. Like what? Like, uh, I. It just, I I don't know why you would even open yourself up to wanting to make it be challengeable, oh, excuse me, challengeable, or potentially delegitimized by the douchebag that's still sitting in the White House. Well, and why would you, I mean, let, let's be realistic here. 
you're going to believe that that this is what uh, happened with the Democrats, and it was so easy for them to do, mm-hmm. um, and that was bad. Yeah. But Trump's over here, uh, you know, talking to every governor and their fucking uncle that he can get a hold of, trying to get them to throw out votes, and no one will play along with him. Right. Right. So. It's- if the behavior is good when Trump does it, uh, then you should be glad that the Democrats are doing it and they're better than him at it. And if the behavior is bad, um, then like, why is Trump trying to do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just mind boggling to me. The, the mental gymnastics that one has to go through, uh, to be a Republican these days. Yeah. Yep. But it, it's, it's not even gymnastics. It's like fucking Cirque du Soleil, you know, <laughs> just freaky fucking clowns swinging from chandeliers and shit. Uh huh. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is that, that, that's a perfect description of it because it, it has gotten to the point of where yeah it the the term like twisting yourself into knots over this right like there are so many asterisks and well but well but 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 you know that how can how can any like how can you even take yourself seriously when you're saying these things? Right. Right. Like I just, it, yeah. I mean, I get that your butt hurt that your dude lost. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. All right. I'm sorry, Nazis. You got to go back underground. Uh, <sighs> you know, but like, come the fuck on. Yeah. It, it, It's, it's just awful. Just awful. Like I got one kid in first grade, one kid in fourth grade. Neither of them can figure out what the fuck Trump is on about. They're like, this is stupid. Like you're either mad that they played by, you know, like at the, at the end of the day, you're mad that he played by the rules and beat you because, uh, you know, like it's either that or, you're mad that you tried to cheat and lost. Right. You know? Right. And how in 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 both elections in in 2016 and 2020 it's you know his his lines about it are well, you know, if if the election is legitimate or if it's fair and you know, I'm only going to lose in in the case of like 2016, it it had already started well before election day. That, well, yeah, I mean things might not be looking very good, and if I lose, it's only going to be because it's a fraudulent election. But then he wins in 2016, and oh, is there is there any case of fraud there? No, no, there's no case. Oh, is there is there anything from his side about oh the fact that i lost the popular vote oh no no because that's what the american people wanted and so the the electoral college that that just that 
that covers it all. It doesn't matter. I, I won the election, and I won it fair and square, and there was no fraud because I won, right? And now, because it's 2020 and he's lost, now there's fraud, right? Well, and therein lies the other part, which is that, you know, my kids are in first grade and fourth grade, and even they know the Electoral College is a bunch of fucking horseshit. As they should, as everybody should, because it's it it's just it's such an antiquated piece of compromise that came out of you know the uh, the original founding of this country, and in order to get the small states on board with the larger states. That was one of the compromises that was made. And to this day, it's just going to continue to fuck us in the ass for as long as we have it. You know what else was an antiquated piece of shit that came from uh, the founding of this country? Pardons. Absolutely. Yep. You know, there. I mean, there was debate about whether we even should have pardons or whether that was too much of a kingly power, right? Mm-hmm. And now here's Trump. Well, well, we're talking. I'm getting news alerts that Trump has pardoned like everyone that was involved in the Russia scandal. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And and the the whole fact too that there there is this you know, this this lame duck session in between when the act, when the election happens and when the new president comes into power, right? Which originally was way worse because in the earliest days of the union, the new president wasn't sworn in until like April or something. I, I don't even remember when it was because I'm, awful at history and somehow well i I mean you needed like enough time to take the oregon trail from fucking delaware or whatever out to washington right right no exactly and it and it it that made sense for the time right and eventually we got i don't remember one of the amendments right again i'm horrible at my history i don't remember which one right and so that changed it instead of april now it's January, right? And they reduced that amount of time. But now, even today, in the last, I mean, since since it was changed to January, right? Like, how many presidents have we had go on a complete, you know, hissy fit, toddler-style tantrum in between election day and the time that he's going to be forcibly removed from office, right? I don't know. How many Republican ones were there? <laughs> well, honestly, the, the only the only real shot that we would have had in the last, say, like 50 years would have been Nixon, but even he was, you know, he was honorable enough to leave office uh and and resign versus 
honorable enough for, you know, arranged for a pardon mm-hmm. uh, for his cooperation in leaving office. Sure. I mean, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, six of one, half dozen of the other, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, you know, that that's the closest that we've gotten at, at this point. And now it's in full swing and it's just it's it's fucking embarrassing fucking embarrassing there's there's no other words for it i mean i've got words for it um how about sedition sure that's that's my word for it all right yeah i'll take that too but it's like what 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 else uh, at at this point with where it's at uh, you know other than some sort of i mean i i don't know what it would take would it would it be would it be congressional action or would it be an amendment to the constitution that would have to change it like i i don't know on like this I is mean, just me asking an honest question i don't know I I think the answer is, well, regardless of what the answer could be, I think the answer should be an amendment to the Constitution. Right. right? And, and I agree I with that, too. So written in stone that, that, you know, it's all but impossible to change. Right. But being realistic, you know, you have to have two-thirds of the states ratify an amendment to the Constitution, and... That's not going to fucking happen. Are you kidding me? There's no way that this country could get two-thirds of its states to ratify anything in this day and age. There's no way. It's way too polarized. I, I mean, maybe. Maybe if we went in under the pretext of, like, trying to convince them that we needed to do it in order to... uh stop Biden from seeking extra terms because he was born in Kenya. (laughs) You know, okay, sure. I mean, what if, what if Biden came out wearing a tan suit and, and holding a, a jar of Dijon mustard? Okay. Okay. Like then, then maybe we could get everybody on board. Maybe like, you know, because because the Democrats would be like, well, yeah, this is like we need these laws uh, for obvious reasons. And, you know, the Republicans would be like, fuck you and your fancy mustard. <laughs> uh, but would it be enough? I. You know, I don't know. I I have to think it would be after all the, you know, shenanigans that, that we had to put up with uh, because of those instances, um, you know, and, and the made-up bullshit birther stuff and whatever. Um, you know, I, I feel like it would be enough. But then, I don't know. Like, Republicans are a stubborn bunch, but if they feel like they've got a chance to fuck, you know, anyone over, uh, they're going to take it. So, so it's, it's, it's gotta be, 
it's it's got to be a complete like reverse psychology bit. Right, exactly. Saying. And that's where the mustard comes into play. That's where, and you know what the thing about the mustard thing is, mm-hmm. is that I agree. Dijon is fucking disgusting. Uh-huh, there, uh-huh. there is only one mustard. It's Polikman's. All right, take your fucking Frenches and go home. Wow. Um, but uh, you know that aside, who the fuck cares if the president likes a particular type of mustard? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Or wears a tan suit or gets a blowjob in the Oval Office. You know, he's not uh, actively engaging in sedition. He's not, uh, you know, he's not, uh, you know, conspiring with Russia. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Like, mm-hmm. if two consenting adults have an affair and, like, who cares? You know, let that be between him and his wife. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. But what do I know? I don't. I don't understand. Um, I guess enough the intricacies of race-based politics. Uh, you know, to to understand hating everyone that's different from you, whether it's because of their skin color or where they're from or uh, their, I don't know, their sexual orientation or the color of suit that they wear or whatever, you know, just picking out any little thing to, to hate someone for, you know? I mean, I, I remember in my lifetime, you know, like I remember Bush senior as the president and mm-hmm. I didn't agree with a lot of his policies. Um, but I also didn't like run around uh, calling him names and looking for any reason to belittle him, you know? Right. I just thought that's a terrible policy and, you know, you should be more compassionate or you should, uh, you know, find a way to actually help people because what you're doing isn't going to help people. Um you know, but that was that was the debate, right? Mm-hmm. It it wasn't, uh, you know, people saying that Michelle Obama looked like a monkey, you know. Um, right. What if it? What if it was a a president who? got a blowjob in the Oval Office while wearing a tan suit eating straight out of a jar of Dijon mustard. Sounds to me like that man probably understands fiscal responsibility better than any uh, conservative out there. perfect (laughs) let's get this guy elected i mean at at this rate uh you know we're gonna be facing a presidential bid from matt gates you know yeah um i i you know i'm right i know it uh it uh, 
that that's the worst part about it is that that you are and i just i don't even want to think about it but now you've made me do that you know uh because because lindsey graham isn't going to run for president um because you know the the turtle jokes alone would kill that um but matt gates is he is so full of himself that he doesn't even realize what he is and uh, and i think that he would uh, that he would go for it that it sounds eerily similar to somebody who ran in the last two elections on the republican ticket it's weird right it's so weird uh i mean if Trump had some more DUIs uh, and uh, pool boy, that would be, uh, you know, they would be the same person. 